Bendigo and Bandstyle, the mixtape tour, is coming to your area of planet Earth. Bandstyle, the Forge Theatre and Arts Hub, Saturday the 18th of September. Bendigo, the Capital Theatre, the 23rd of October. Ticket links on the Rewind80sBand.com website or our Facebook page, Rewind80sBand. Celebrate the music of the 80s with the Rewind80s mixtape tour. Get your tickets now before they go-go. Woo! the Eddie's Montage. I'm Sammy Harder. And I'm Jay Jovi. We're looking at something really interesting mm, this week. We are. We are looking at misfits, outcasts and vagabonds. That's right. Something Fucking very, very people. important. Yeah. A very important phenomena in the 80s was just people that were a bit different. Yes. But fucking different, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it sort of started all the way back with like, I don't know, Oscar Wilde and Quentin Crisp and all that kind of thing came right down through David Bowie and I guess like David Bowie would have been a big sort of trailblazer for the next wave in the 80s of all these kind of people who just stood out. They were fucking bizarre, different and audiences ate it up. Didn't they? That's right. So that was Laurie Anderson, <laughs> keyboard player right. and voice specialist. Did that go to number one, that it song? It fucking went to number two. Did it? It was huge. Fuck, where? It was huge. Latvia? Um, she was American. Okay. It was called Oh Superman. And I remember this track. I've been out with a lot of weirdos and this <laughs> was part of their DJ set. Yeah, right. So this song would come on and I remember it tortured a lot of people because you just went loopy listening to uh, it. A bit scared, yeah. So uh, yeah. I liked her because she was an innovator and mm. she was doing stuff that really – it just was didn't have to be explained, I guess. Yeah. I'm also very pissed, so it works well when you're very pissed. <laughs> but uh, oh, Superman. So she was, she was big for a little while. She was – 
a keyboard player, looked like your grandmother really. She wasn't right. a young chick. She's yeah. 74 now and went to number two around the world. Yes. And it was just, huh, huh, huh. And it was when you walked into a nightclub and you heard it, you were like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite out there. Really A lot of keyboard players liked her. Yeah. And, and crazy people. Yep, yep. Fantastic. Mm. Beautiful. So tonight we're going to look at the people that they made an undercurrent kind of effect mm. on the music industry but we didn't really see them commercially. Some of them were commercial but others were just you'd see them on night moves or something on in Melbourne on an ABC and, you know, there'd be a special on Laurie Anderson and you'd go, what the fuck is this chick on? Yeah. But it was part of the creative – it's like um, creative. What yeah. do you call them um, when they do creative stuff? They're um, – An artist. An artist but there's something – are they a performance artist? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Not particularly a singer, an actor or a fucking whatever. They do – they're an event. They're a walking event. Like Grace Jones and so Yeah, forth, yeah, yeah. You know? We're yeah. looking at Grace. Oh, how so exciting. So we're, we're looking at people that some of you may remember and some of you may go, really, this was like big in the 80s and it was big in the 80s. We were very open to left of centre yeah. kind of stuff. Because we had had Bowie, you know, yeah. and that, now it, it allowed all the – like Bowie was out there, mate, was you out know, there. Bowie would have looked upon a lot of these artists as inspiration as well, though. Oh, totally, totally. Like it would have been like, yeah, fuck yeah. you. Because Bowie, as much as he was a character and he was amazing, mm. this chick just wore weird glasses and came out with a microphone and just looped herself yeah. with crazy voices. Yeah. And talked about – she obviously had parental <laughs> issues, <laughs> you know. But um, I love this song because it used to scare the right people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And my neighbour at the time that was, was trying to steal my cat, chicken, um, she wouldn't give the cat back. Right. So I used to play this really loud knowing that it fucked her up. As a warning. Because she was in the same apartment block and I'd sing, ho, 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 and I knew she'd be fucking terrified because it was like, give my cat back, man. <laughs> Fuck it, all. Ah, well, I'm really excited about this one. I've wanted to do it for a, a while. Mm. And um, the reason why I thought it, it might have been time is because it was Boy George's 60th birthday just a couple of weeks ago. Right. 60th birthday. Mm. A lot of these artists that we'll mention tonight are the same age now like they're, and then. Um, they're sort of hitting 60 or, a few, you know, in, in, their, in their 60s yeah. now, you know. Yeah, a lot yeah. of these artists are like in the 70s that I've picked, mm. 74, 75. They've been around for a while. Yep. And even before Georgie, I have yeah. to say. yeah. Like I was like, oh, George know. is actually the George is actually the youngest of the ones that I looked at, mm. but um, I guess he was, the, you know, became the most famous. He had a fucking yeah, doll yeah, made out of him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And and the fact, I think for me, it was about the people that were undercurrent and that were doing things that we'd never heard before. Mm. Georgie is awesome, but. Very much pieces of everyone in yeah. the end of the day. Absolutely. You know, where Laurie Anderson was like this producer, she was a film producer, she did all this stuff and and uh, 
not many people know these people, you know. Everyone yeah. knows Boy George but the commercial side of him, I guess. Uh, but we've got heaps of people to look at tonight. And this will possibly be a two-part special because – Mate, you can just keep going and going and going, you, you know, 80s coming out of the woodwork, just like people that were interesting and, you know. Yeah, it was very open. And yeah. late 70s, late 70s, early 80s. That's right. Who was your weirdest artist that you thought was amazing? Um, I see, you know, growing up I used to love Grace Jones um, mm. because it was that whole – Androgynous thing. And this was a huge part of what Bowie did is he sort of um, – he, he brought and, androgyny into uh, popular culture. And so mm. everything after that, like people were really exploring it, you know. And, um, you know, it wasn't just the makeup. It was just that sort of gender fluidity bef- before that was even a thing. Mm. You know, androgyny, gender fluidity, whatever you want to call it. Like it's quite incredible. And Grace Jones was one of those where it was like, wow, she's so feminine but has such a masculine quality as well. I was terrified of her. Yeah. Well, this is why for me nowadays when they're talking about that stuff, it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. because I've seen it. Yeah. Been there, done that, brought the fucking T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and in the 70s and the early 80s is when they should have really been hammering down on this shit. But art didn't need a label. No. We, We don't have a lot of this kind of thing now. No. Like there's there's Lady Gaga and that's it. You, you know what I mean? And like fuck, I don't know. This and that one will come out with blue hair fucking depending on what, you know, appearance they're doing. But not like this. These people, it's their body of work is just um, experimental stuff. They're a walking event. Yeah. Yeah. And they had other things on their mind. It wasn't stardom. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to be successful. It was just to put out this communication of this about different thing. Being interesting and drawing yeah. in people who were interesting as, as well. Yeah. So we've got a few people to look at tonight. This is where I started. This is why the whole gender thing and the whole thing doesn't really phase me because, look, it wasn't an issue in the 80s. It mm. wasn't labelled. It was just art. And this is the thing. I mean, it was labelled to the extent that they were called queer. You know what I mean? And and they, that was used as a sort of derogatory thing, which yeah, has we now didn't think been about it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go. The village people are queer. No. I just went. I love. I can't. The flamboyant yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like I never really sat down and went. You know, hashtag fucking look after whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. this was. More creative, I think, now is lame. Like whatever you think you are, maybe look back into the 70s and the 80s and understand that this is where it's all come from. 100%. And you're not the groundbreakers. No. The groundbreakers were the people in the 70s and 80s where they were not even caring what people thought about them. It was beyond definition and understanding. Like, the, you know, the, the, the regular person... In the, in the 80s could not quite get their head around this but they they knew that these people were 
interesting, and and they were just sort of uh, swept up. It was exciting, you know what they were what they were doing. Well, it was music, and it was all about the music, and it wasn't so much about the look. Like you went out and saw Bowie, and if you loved the music, you didn't mm. question his sexuality. No. You didn't That's question it. his makeup. No. You didn't question anything. This chick came out and did her fucking ho 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 ho, and then they went, "Wow, that's really good." Yeah, you know, it it. I think weirdos are really silenced in a way mm-hmm. when now the normal people have this say on Facebook. Oh my fucking god! Don't call me this. Don't call me that. I'm a fucking. Runner. I don't think it's a new thing. I think we've just become more verbal about it because yeah. we give a shit about yeah. what people think. Mm. These people didn't give a shit. No. This chick didn't give a shit if she was 50 and putting out a synth album, you know, yeah. that made no sense. And these people were like often like this forever. Like like gro- growing up in school in their villages and in their small towns, just like a freak. You, That's you right. Know? And now people are told what to be. Yeah. When we weren't told in the no. 80s. It was like... You can do whatever you want if you have the guts. Yeah, you just did your thing. And I, I'm, I'm sort of – it's sort of interesting to see how the life – you know, life has changed where you need this and you need that. And you need that. Mm. No, no, no. Everyone was different in the 80s and the 70s especially mm. and especially with sexual stuff. Yeah. And a lot of these people will turn around and say to you, why the fuck do you give a fuck? Yeah. You know, why do we need to explain this stuff, you know? Mm. We didn't look at Boy George and go, oh, my God, um, oh, he's gay. Mm. No one gave a fuck. The no. music was good. That was it. That's it. So the next one I want to look at is one of my other favourites called Lena Lovage. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Have a listen to this. Born Lily Marlene Premilovich. See, now she's not young either. She's 72. Yeah. So she would have been sort of, yeah, one of the We're looking at 70-year-olds here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, she was huge with you, Lena. Yeah, I nearly saw her in Melbourne. She had two large... Plats mm. that she used to have a hair in plats. Yeah. And I think she was the first one that was busted. Her, she dropped her mic way before Betty Boo. Uh-huh. She dropped her mic and they went, Well, she can't sing. But they weren't, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. It was a creative thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lena Lovage was 
I mean, New Toy is one of my favourite tracks. English-American singer. I think she was 13 when she left home. Like mm, these shit. people have a story. Yeah, yeah. They're not at home with their parents until they're 18 and then they go off and worry about what they're doing. They've got things going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Lena had something to do with um, the other keyboard player. Was she a big influence on on you as an early singer and performer? Yeah, big time, mm. big time. I brought all her posters and all her records and stuff and it was stuff you had to find. You couldn't really – even though Big uh, New Toy was big. Yeah. But it was – you had to be lucky to see it on the on the music shows and stuff. It wasn't something that you just saw on Countdown. Yeah. Or Sounds, you know. Yeah. A lot of it was mainstream. But I loved her and she – I'm pretty sure – and she was new wave, gothic, rock, really. Yeah, yeah. Like she wasn't – you know, and this is going back in the 70s, gothic, and she kind of looked normal but there was something not normal about it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference. You could put on as much shit as you want mm. and look like that. Yep. But it was what was going on in the brain. Yeah, and how know. that expresses itself on the outside. Yeah. And I'm it's sorry. a different – it's a different thing. Mm. You, you'd be quite surprised. Like I – I will see someone dressed up or whatever or what they want to be. Yep. And I'll still see through it and go, yeah, you're not convincing, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, it just depends. But Lena Lovage for me, New Toy was an incredible. She had song um, number one. She had a couple of other things. She did play with um, the keyboard player and now I can't remember his name. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But she was huge there for a while. Mm-hmm. And – 72, like she's still going. They yeah. still do gigs and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. You know? Yeah. Um, they're amazing. Awesome. Let's keep going. I can't wait to listen to the music because it's all going to be so interesting. Yeah. Like all the all the tracks, you know. Well, this is one of yours and she's awesome too. Let's mm-hmm. give this a listen. Track. There we go. Dale Bozio. Mm. Born Dale Francis Consalvi. Uh, and that was Missing Persons, of course. Mm. So she would marry uh, Terry Bozio, 
become Dale Bozio. And the other person in Missing Persons was our mate. Um, Warren. Warren Cucciarulo. Yeah. With the huge, big Huge dick. The talent. Duran Duran. Yes. Yeah. Later. That was interesting. Yeah. So Good um, album, that album. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Absolutely. And she was very out there, this chick. She's, you know, you can you can even hear in the vocal that she was obviously a big, either a contemporary or a big inspiration of um, uh, Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Gwen Stefani, you name oh, it. Oh, and Gwen this Stefani. Is what I mean. And they all this say is what she I was mean. Lady Gaga before she was Lady yeah. Gaga. Like, you even look at photos of, of her and they've got the similar sort of, you know, strong face. Um, gorgeous chick, like mm. she was a um, she was a Playboy uh, Playboy um, bunny, wasn't she? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she was. A, I don't know. She was in Playboy. She she sort of uh, posed posed uh, naked. I don't yeah. think she was a. I don't think she she didn't she wasn't in Playboy as a bunny. You know how like some of them would like yeah she did her own uh, shoot she did her own uh, thing, but yeah she was always sort of very out there. Um, yeah, well, she loved wearing like the best outfit I've seen her wear was the whole lot of mirrors that were chained to each other and mini skirt and a top and stuff. But yeah. the thing about these people is that they did sing a little different. Yep. And Lady Gaga's fantastic. I'm not going to take it away from her, but her music is very normal compared to this stuff. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. So Lady Gaga I've always seen as an old soul anyway and mm-hmm. I think she's looked into all this stuff. Oh, God, yeah. But in, in saying that, there has to be a time where the weirdos grow and keep sort of multiplying, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, I love this album. I brought this album when I saw your gig with Mana, Manamarama. Yeah. And I brought the album. Oh, that's right. You shop. did too. Yeah. You got it's it. It's a really good album. Yeah. Really good album. I think I've got it too. Yeah. And yeah. I brought some choo-choo bars to go with that and we had a taste <laughs> test. But oh, Missing right. Persons, amazing. Fuck yeah. Kind of connected to the Frank Zappa mm-hmm. area. So yep. Frank Zappa was another one but yep. he was more 70, 60s, 70s. Yeah. And he used to just stem off all these freaks and yeah. and, and produce them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I found these women striking – and then you get people like Madonna and all that stuff, which was sort of the the eighties or whatever. But this stuff, like these people are older, mm. and you kind of sort of saw the influences coming through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She did a um, in eighty eight. She did uh, she released a solo album on Prince's Paisley Park label. Yeah, and um, you know he probably wrote it. He wanted to root it, more like it. Probably, yeah. And um, she had a hit um, uh, called Simon Simon, which was a, a dance hit. I think it sort of went to number 33 or something in the Billboard charts. It was like yeah. a dance, you know, like a dance hit. It was amazing because you said that was 88 and I can't really remember it. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember it but we had Jill Jones and all those people out then. yeah. I kind of think she went under the radar a bit, but yeah. missing persons was the big thing that yeah, she did. That's right. But just a lot of crazy chicks that sang like Cookie, but had something to say. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, the next one I want to look at is obviously another one of mine. Um, my favorite favorite, and I've watched a movie of Lena Lovage and 
I'm so drunk I can't even remember their name. Let's have a <laughs> listen to the song. <laughs> So great. Yeah, yeah. She does an incredible Bowie cover. Mm. I think it's um, Mars, Life on Mars. Yep, yep. Nina Hagen. Everyone would know Nina Hagen. Um, what's her big hit? That would have been the biggest one. That would have one been the, of big the biggest hit. ones, which was um, Fuck, I Hate Being Drunk and Doing This Song, this <laughs> show. <laughs> Um, this is my. Uh, she was um, from East Berlin. Yeah, and very good friends with um, uh, Lena Lovage, and they had a movie called Cha Cha. And when That's I was right. young, I brought Cha Cha. Cha Cha was about a musician that um, was trying to look for gigs, and they were all going to join his band, and then they ended up in hospital, and she portrayed a chicken in the hospital, and. Just fucking out of their minds. Oh, my God. Like the drugs were just fucking mental. Yeah. But I don't even know if half of these people were on the drugs. Like they were just insane. Yeah, yeah. You know. And Nina Hagen, I loved her because she went blonde, she went red, she went all this and she had the most amazing makeup. Now, not the same uh, Nina that did 99 Luftballons. No. No. No, no, no. Nina Hagen's way before Nina. Right. So Nina is N-E-N-A, Lonnie and I look balloons, and yes. Nina is N-I-N-A. That's right. And she was, she couldn't really speak English. Yeah. And she used to put out songs and, and, and creative music and stuff, but she mm. was incredible. Wow. And I've only, I mean, I was in, I used to see a lot of this stuff when I was younger, but when you start hanging out in um, nightclubs that are quite underground, you hear a lot of this stuff. Fuck yeah. But Nina Hagen was incredible. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I love her. She was awesome. Yeah. Um, I love her because sometimes I've looked at myself, even photographed and gone, oh, my God, that's so Nina Hagen. Oh, wow. You don't realise how much you soak in. 
Yeah. You kind yeah. of think, oh, I'll just have a look at this weirdo and then you end up going, fuck, who do I remind myself of? Like it's funny. It's funny. Smack Jack that song was. Mm-hmm. Toya Wilcox. Now I did try and get Toya Wilcox on as an interviewer but she was busy in Germany at the time. They're okay. very German orientated and very artistic and all, gotcha. they're off to German all the time. Toya Wilcox is a fantastic artist. She now does like YouTube videos with her husband. Mm-hmm. And they do these funny little quirky – she hasn't shifted from when she was in the 80s. Yeah. And they all look incredible for their age. Yeah, yeah. Like it's weird. It's like they've lived this other life where they just don't hear outside information. Yeah. And then they just grow to this amazing thing. But this is Toya Wilcox. This was a big song of hers in the 80s as well in 1981. <laughs> Fantastic. So released, like the release in her voice, you know. Well, she's 63 as well. Mm. Yeah, Mm. so she was probably a young one of all of them. Yeah. And you write about, uh, you know, Bowie sort of would have trailblazed a lot of of territory for these guys uh, from the stuff that he did in the 60s and 70s, but – they influenced him right back, and especially you can you can actually hear um, a lot of these sounds in the vocal and the and the instrumentals in the in the sort of three Berlin albums that Bowie did uh, as well. You can hear a lot of those sounds. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I don't think artists in those days really studied each other either. No, they were quite unique. They just sort of soaked it up. Um, because, you know, we've heard about David and everything and we've seen his concerts but this is years later after mm. the concerts have been out. That's right. These chicks were already doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I can't say they hung out with each other. No, no. You know, I can't say that Bowie really knew – you don't know much about these people. He would have been going out and, you know, seeing stuff every night though. Like he would have been going out and seeing sort of performances in Berlin and being completely blown away by them and, and inspired by them. Um, who knows? Like um, he, he was probably huge fans of these guys. Yeah, like these girls. I, I reckon I knew more about these girls before I knew about Bowie, yeah. to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Because Bowie, I kind of got – more in contact with Bowie when he did, you know, the Aussie tracks. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I saw a bit of Bowie but I guess I was more related to them because they were, were females and they just did what they did. Yeah. 
you know. Mm. Um, and they're not commercially – I mean, they're commercially successful, but you wouldn't really remember them and go, I remember that track, you know what yeah, I mean? They were yeah. kind of underground. Yeah, exactly. And she was an English musician and a TV presenter, but she's pretty incredible and funny and she just is, I think, one of the most unique artists to come out yeah. of the world, yeah. like, you know. And I did write to her management and I said, look, I think you're unique, I'd like to interview you, but they're just so busy – a lot of them make money off YouTube. They make money off all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, they don't want to do too much outside of that. Yeah. Look, a lot of these people hate interviews too, you know they what do. I mean? They do. That's right. They won't go there. And they don't know what they're going to get out. You know, they don't know what the experience <laughs> is like. That's they don't right. want to get asked every sort of dumb cunt question. You know, they don't know what it is going into it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd rather just sort of. Do their own thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the next time we're going to do, we all know this dude, but he was he was very important when it comes to rock and roll mm-hmm. and and synth and the whole thing. What's that track called? We Are Glass. Now, um, is that with, this is Gary Newman, of course. Yeah. Is that with Tubeway Army or is that one of his solo? I think it's solo. Yeah, right, right. Although we did sort of re-record a few Tubeway songs and release them when, it, when after he'd gone solo as well. But um, incredible, incredible, um, you know, known as the, the godfather of electronica and um, – yeah, incredible guy, really out there. This is sort of – we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, in fact, and, you know, this is one of the examples of someone who couldn't help but be themselves and mm. was just like the freak in their in their village, you know. And still doing shit today. Yeah, God, yeah. You know. Mate, he never stopped and he was no. so he's, – he's been so cool – Ever since that late 70s period, right through the 80s, um, the stuff that he did in the 90s was almost concurrent with everything that Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson were doing. You know, he was doing some really dark synth stuff that um, I remember Trent Reznor saying that Gary Newman was uh, possibly his biggest influence. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You would have to say that. Yeah. Because Trent came out way long, you know, like after. Yeah, yeah. And then they, didn't they get, do a track together or they did something together? Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. And Trent and Bowie and stuff. But I don't know, there's something about these artists where they did not care what was going on. They just did The thing I like about Gary is he stuck to his formula. Yeah. And his new album's out and it's still incredible. Yeah. And... It's still got that vibe about it where you look for the mystery in the music. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, Gary Newman for me, I mean, Cars was his big one obviously. We've mm. talked about Cars heaps of times. But Cars is probably my least favourite track of his, you know. Mm. Like it, it just you scratch the surface and look at his body of work and it's incredible. Yeah, I like Cars a lot. Mm. I like Cars a lot because it wasn't really played on the radio that much in the yeah, 80s. Yeah. It was still a little bit underground. It's yeah. when it became when people look back and they go, mm. oh, what was Gary Newman? And they go, oh, well, that was Cars, yeah. you know. But a lot of the other stuff, like you'd get live performances on Night Moves on ABC or something, you know, on a, you know like late at night, but you have to stay up as a kid late yeah. at night. Yeah. But Gary has always stuck to his own look. He's always stuck to his own vocal, his own music. He's played keyboards and done the whole thing. Yeah. It's groundbreaking key work. Like the the synth work on this is just incredible. Yeah. On all of his stuff. Yeah, but just different as an artist. Yeah. And it took a lot of guts to do this stuff. Yeah. You know, people were like, oh, you know, record companies would go, oh, I don't know about that. You know, it's it's not mainstream. Yep. And this is where we needed these artists to come through and break through Mm. to give it that whole creative spectrum, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to look at your one next, lovely. Great. This episode, living in the seven, like living in your seventies, because a lot of these artists are older. Yeah, yeah, and the commercial ones are still around sixty. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The seventy and over, yeah, are really trippy. Yeah, yeah. You know what was her ex husband's Jacques? Was it? She can't remember. He used to style her and reckons and sends her around on stage and stuff, but. Have you ever – oh, I've sung Grace Jones. I've done Pull Up to the Bumper before, which is about anal sex. Is that right? Yeah, didn't, didn't you know, know that? No. Pull up to the bumper, baby. Yeah, it's about anal Fuck sex. Fuck me up the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally about anal sex. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, moved from Jamaica with her family when she was in her early teens and she sort of 
was a model because she was like, you know, so striking. She's um, because, you know, we've met her in person, of course. She's more petite than what you would imagine. Yeah. And it's that thing, that sort of optical illusion where they have a, 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 a small torso but long legs. Yeah. So she's still quite petite but like, you know, photographs, she looks massive. And her um, – Obviously her character and her personality huge on stage and so she seems like Amazonian but, she, yeah, actually quite petite. But, um, I mean, she sort of got into singing um, after after the modelling gig and everything and, and performance art really and um, then became an actress as well because people just wanted to see more and more and more of her. She was in um, uh, Conan the Barbarian. She was a Bond villainess, of course, in A View to a Kill uh, and – had some very memorable movie moments, of course. Yeah, and this was the whole Studio 54 time where people were going to Studio 54 and being mm. creative and artistic and being seen in nightclubs. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen anymore. No. Where you go to a nightclub and people go, oh, my God, that – like you could actually go to a nightclub in the 80s and become famous for being nothing oh, because yeah. of the way you looked. Well, and, and just the association with that crowd as well. And mm. I mean, she would have been hanging out with um, Warhol yeah, and totally. fucking Liza Minnelli and fucking, you yeah. know, all, all these people in New York hanging out at Studio 54 every other week. Yeah. And they're, they're not all Warhol. They're not all sort of Grace Jones. You know, there are going to be people on the periphery of that that they hang out with mm. who weren't sort of singers or actors or whatever but, yeah, were making it into the social pages and stuff and and were um, uh, famous by association. Well, nightclubs in those days were a really good outlet for people that weren't quite famous that mm. could feel famous. Yeah. Like you could go in and you could dress how you wanted and, and how you – this character you made or whatever yeah. you thought you were – and people would look at you. It was about being looked at in the 80s. Isn't it funny sort of and, – and you can remember sort of uh, growing up in the 80s as well. People, they used to have their club. I'm talking about like on a civil level. You know, I'm just talking about the normal person. People would have their club that they would go to and they would sort of, you know, rule that club. That's where they'd go to pick up and then they'd be like a big deal in that club. Yeah. Isn't it isn't – it, wouldn't it be funny when you'd go to another club and you'd be like, oh, fuck, you know, oh, there's, you know, that person must be a big deal here and yeah. all of that kind of thing. So fucking. Yeah, so look, in Australia it was a little bit different but you could go to nightclubs as Grace Jones in Australia and be left alone. Yeah. Like it was kind of cool. Mm. Like I know Chasers in the 80s when I used to work there we'd have – all the boys from Duran come in and and everyone that was off Countdown, they'd come into Chasers because it was the big thing. Yeah. And you just left them alone. And I'm pretty sure Grace went to Chasers at some stage. Yeah. Because you were one of the part of it all. It was yeah. like a style and a fashion. Yeah. And it was how I think a lot of creati cre creativity started. Yeah. In the nightclubs. Yeah. Because it was dark. You wore your best outfit, you were showing people who you were afraid to show during the day who you were Yeah, and you walked in and you were this whole different character. Yeah. And then there were A&R guys swimming around in suits going, wow, look mm. at that fucking 
dude over there. Maybe we should sign them yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know. And people were sort of going in, in character sort of, you know. It and was the fashion. Yeah, yeah. And drinking, maybe doing drugs and sort of chatting, dancing. Yeah. And it was very like a very great creative mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's so different nowadays. People just. Yeah. It's not. As magical, I guess, what I'm trying to say. But people, like it sort of, it's not, there's no movement. Well, there's, there's no so innovation. So you're famous on Facebook now. Yeah, yeah. And how long has Facebook been out for? 15 years? I see, it's not It's not even Facebook anymore. Facebook is for 30 and 40-year-olds. Yeah, it's, right. It's other forms of um, social media, you know. It's, it's like your TikTok and um insta and all that kind of thing you know right yeah yeah so so um and and the vibe is in that which is a virtual world yeah yeah it's yeah. so fucking weird no you know? we had to see them out in public yeah yeah or absolutely. it wasn't real yeah yeah you know different totally different world but gracie i loved a lot of her stuff um my friend edward loves grace as well yeah and i think i used to do the top bar at chase's and I did pull up to the bumper and then I did pull up to the bumper and that was sort of hot in the cover band scene mm. for a while. And then someone said, you know, that's about anal sex. And I went, really? Oh, that makes sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of – because she was out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Which was awesome. Mm. But um, we were going to look at someone like Boy George. Tell me about Boy George and what – he means to you with all this kind of stuff. Oh, my earliest memory of Boy George is um, the little girls in primary school collecting. They you either had the Michael Jackson doll or the Boy George doll, and I always preferred the girls who collected the Boy George doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they yeah. they just they yeah they didn't, and they love they had a crush on him. They loved yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, they mm. loved Boy George. He was hu- absolutely huge. On, you know, on par, and this is sort of early 80s, on par with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was like the young hot thing and so was Boy George, you know. Yeah. Interesting how so many different avenues and diversity of artists mm. were still accepted. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's right. Should we do a commercial? Absolutely. Let's go. They're all at Kmart, top name brands at discount prices. You're looking at one of National's top microwave ovens. All identical, except for the Kmart discount price. And National Radio Cassettes only $169 at Kmart. Identical Casio unisex watches, but at a Kmart discount price. And the same Casio typewriter, but only $299. Top name brands at discount prices. You can't do Now, it doesn't actually quote it in the art. I find it so interesting. Go and suss it out, guys out there. We'll have the um, we'll have the the ad, the link, the YouTube link in the notes, of course. Uh, go and check out the visuals and ha- check out the fucking prices of the things that they mention in the ad. They've got a microwave oven for three hundred and eighty-four dollars. Why? How much are they now, though? Fucking forty bucks. Are they? Yeah. Oh, no Jesus. one's buying a microwave. I mean, you can get a microwave for fucking three. You know, if you want like some zhuzhi's thing with glass on the front. You know. Yeah. But no one's getting a microwave for three hundred and eighty-four no. bucks. But it was like that was like the new thing. The latest thing. That was like the latest technology. People were doing their all of 
all of their meal. cooking in yeah. the fucking microwave. <laughs> Mum Shit did. Mum used to make cakes. Mm. I can't remember. Um, she used to make heaps of cakes and shit, heaps of sweets. I can't can't remember. Um, can't remember the savoury meals that she used to make in the microwave. But she used to definitely. You know, it was different. It was different to baking or whatever. Like mm. it was sort of you couldn't have the same things. You had different stuff yeah. out of the microwave. But everyone was doing it. Yeah. Because it was quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no preheating the, you know, no preheating the oven or any of that shit. You just whacked it in and fucking nuked it. Yeah, and that's right. And they had a lot of the food come out to, you know, so you can put it in the microwave. Yeah. And everyone was doing, I don't know, microwave Fucking pies and shit like that. It was like, what? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. I mean, these days, real, yeah, you reheat leftovers. Oh, he's asleep now. Mm -hmm. Um, No, you're right, you're right. Um, (laughs) um, Our, uh, you know, hopefully our audience aren't aren't asleep, but our crew is. Maddie's um, gone. (laughs) Maddie's given up. Unbelievable. But um, our catering, catering, the catering stuff. Catering stuff's asleep. Um, But, um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I clearly remember mum making um, uh, lots of cakes and stuff in the microwave. There's another thing in that ad as well. There's a typewriter for $299. Mm. No one ain't buying a fucking typewriter for $299. No one buys one now. I I wonder if they do. I would have been looking at that in the 80s going, God, I'd love that typewriter. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why. That's what you did. But I did typewriter lessons. And like, like you know, and I've got to say chicks, uh, what, half a percent of dudes might have been typists but in those days like, you know, chicks went to typing school and you and they just like worked up their skill, their ability at typing. Yeah. And, you and you were hired. 60 words a minute. Absolutely. You were asked in the interview how fast your typing yeah, and your accuracy right. was. Yeah, and, and you got the job because they they would be doing because um, I think Xerox came in um, mid eighties, so you know women in the early eighties were being asked to do multiple copies, like typing them all out. That's all they do all day. That's fucking mind numbing, mind numbing, you know. So um, what else was on that ad? Typewriter. There microwave. was a stereo, I think, for like a hundred. I'm getting all the f- – this one I'm not quite sure. I think there's a stereo of 168 bucks or something. Yeah. And it's just a fucking boom box. Yeah. But that would have been that would have been like of top money. of the range, you know. Yeah. And it would have been a novelty that you could fucking – it had a handle and you could pick it up and – Yeah. You know, people fucking sticking it on their shoulders and walking down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the, the – you know, I got one of those little um, – Bricks, you know, like one of those little um, Bluetooth Bluetooth things. Oh, fuck, I sound like an old cunt. What are the bricks? You know, like a Bluetooth, like a um, Bluetooth. Yeah, like In the eighties. Blu- no, a speaker, like a Bluetooth speaker. Oh yeah, like not long ago. Yeah, like oh, now, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and they're tiny. Like you can fucking pick they it up. They break with your... down really quickly. Do they? Oh, yeah, we've, right. we've had Bluetooth speakers every year they fuck up. So we lose them before they break. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I've been watching this week and I had to bring it up? Physical with Rose Byrne, the 80s Oh, thing. yes. Yeah. 
New it's series. really good. Have you watched it? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, twice. Yeah. I'm waiting for the new episode to come out tomorrow. She's a good comedian, Rosie. She's a fucking good actress. Mm. She's very – She's she, a funny bitch, mate, in yeah, real life. Yeah, right. She's a, she's a funny bitch. She's very observant. Yes. And she's – um, you know, gorgeous, gorgeous chick, but she's uh, quite blokey. She's got a brother who she's very close to. Right. And she's like one of the dudes. She's a fucking piss funny. Well, it's a really good show because it's about her starting her own video thing, mm. doing aerobics. Yeah. But the husband's a fucking dickhead and he doesn't, he wants to be, he's a school teacher, but he's rooting the students, that kind of vibe. And yeah. You know, she kind of knows but she's got a baby and, you know, in those days you just looked after the baby and overlooked the fact that the husband was a fuckwit. And uh, she speaks to herself in her mind so it's a bit like, you know, when you go down the shop and you go, oh, fucking don't do that, you fuckwit. Like she actually actually portray that. Yeah, great. As you fat fucking bitch (laughs) and she talks to herself like that and she's got an eating disorder. Oh, fuck. So she goes off and disappears into a hotel and eats McDonald's for hours and then just throws up. Oh, so it's fuck. quite full on, yeah. So it's quite dark. Quite dark. And is this uh, Stan or Netflix or what? It is um, Apple TV. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I had to pay for that. Right. But I did have free Apple TV and then I gave up on it because there's only so much you don't yeah. – you've got to buy shits from it yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. But um, I must say it's a little bit brownie 70s looking. Yeah. But they played – the track from Breakdance, dun, boom, dun, 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 that instrumental, mm. and they were doing aerobics to it. And I went, "Oh my god, this is the best!" So they yeah. get it right, and then they don't. Yeah, yeah. But I found find her one of those actresses that you don't realise how good she is, and then she gets you in the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you go. Fuck, that's really clever. Yeah. And her hair's incredible. If it's her hair, I don't even know if it's her hair. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a yeah. wig. Oh, they normally are wigs. Yeah. yeah. Incredible wig. Yeah. But it's a really, really good show and it kind of – I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. It's very 80s-based. So if you're listening to this show and you want to have a look at something like that, physical is quite good. Yeah, yeah. And there's the bottle blonde aerobics instructor that it's sort of her baby mm-hmm. and Rose is just about to take it over. Right. So it's about that old chestnut of who's got the balls to do something, even though it's not your baby. Yeah. You probably – you go and do it Pick anyway. Pick it up and go know? for it. yeah. Because some people can give birth mm. but then they can't send the child out to yeah, the world. Yeah, that's it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I really liked it. All really right. really loved it. Beautiful. Mm. What else have we got? So we could, did we talk about – was there any more stuff that came up? You that did was, bring Boy George up but we yeah, didn't play any music, yeah. did we? Now what do you want to hear from Boy Georgie? Uh, anything. Him doing anything. Anything in the 80s? Yeah. You know – I don't know. Was his dark days? You would know a lot about um, Boy George, yeah? I do because, yeah, I dated a clone for a while. Now, full name Boy George, of course, uh, George, George Allen O'Dowd. O'Dowd. Yep. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to find. What about we play this one then? Yep.
See, the thing about George is that you uh, his voice was so good he could have sung anything. And and the th- and and Culture Club, they're like a they're like a ska band. They're like a sort of um uh, modern reggae. reggae band. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, very interesting. It's not what you ex- – if you were to look at Boy George, it's not quite the music that you would expect from him. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing, he went into the clubs as a Blitz kid and mm. and was seen and everyone went, oh, my God, there's that guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Marilyn was the same. Yep. He yeah, was one of right. my faves. I loved Marilyn. Yeah, yeah. And the nightclubs is where it all started for a lot of them. Yeah. And then so- playing – See, they had um, Pete Pete Burns uh, and and Boy George had a big falling out because Pete blamed um, uh, Pete sort of blamed Boy George for like eclipsing his act and stealing his image. Like he said that, I really don't see it. I really don't see a similar like even yes, they're sort of androgynous and blah 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 blah, but. There's not similarities between Pete Burns and I don't – I really don't see it. They're not the same thing. No. You know. Pete was a bitch though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete, Even well, Boyd, George Pete's, will say. Pete did it. Pete probably did it to, um, you know, keep keep a bit of sort of heat and friction around him. Well, Pete wasn't as big as Boy George. No, that's you true. You know, so as soon as someone's not as big as you, you want to fucking say they've stolen your gig. yeah. But at the end of the day, when Pete got bigger, I don't think that really mattered as much. Yeah. But a lot of it was uh, they did it for media as well. Isn't it funny sort of like when we're, when we're looking at all these people that we want to sort of mention in, in this context, Adam, mm. Adam Ant never comes to my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. And, and fucking you look at half the like dumb cunt 80s band, there'll always be some prick with a fucking. Adamant outfit. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I yeah. never think of him in this. Yeah, I just don't get the sort of. I do with, um, I do with the image because it's Vivian Westwood. Yeah. But I don't with uh, Adamant, you know. I just think it's sort of like his. He's like a canvas. No, I mean, I don't – it's like Mario Brothers to me, Adamant, you know. It's like yeah. not everyone dressed up as a Mario Brothers. But I never saw Adam as as that innovative. But no. he's still around touring though. That's the funny thing. Yeah, doing what? Well, he's got – he does well, – unless he's got a gun out in the fucking audience, <laughs> which he does a lot. He loves shooting a gun. I think he pulled a gun out at the Metro in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, because he does that like he's the dandy highwayman or something. Yeah, but it was in fucking shot it. He didn't just fucking put it. <laughs> he shot it, right. He didn't just go, here's my gun. He fucking shot it and Jesus. went to jail. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Something happened like that. Yeah, yeah, he fucking went nuts. Well, you know what? It's interesting that you say that because, I mean, these these people are known for like, Pushing the envelope, yeah. All of these people that we've mentioned, and it's interesting. Sort of, they've um, a lot of these guys have gotten in trouble with the law and been uh, arrested and all this kind of thing. Uh, Dale Bozio actually had to do like fucking, I think it was like weeks of community service because of animal cruelty. And you're like, what? 
Wow. And um, it was something like she had heaps, she's got heaps of cats, heaps of fucking cats. Right. And she went on some holiday or a tour or something and someone was meant to come and look after the cats and they didn't. So half Uh. the cats are dead and half are eating the others Uh. and they had to come and be put down and she got busted for it. And the the RSPCA or whatever the equivalent is is where she is, yeah, got her fined, and she did um, she did do community service for animal cruelty, and like um, Boy George um, went through a period where, and we should say allegedly, I think he had some kind of a um, drug kind of freak out mm. and kidnapped some dude, like held him against his will. Steve Strange was um, caught stealing Teletubbies from the supermarket. What? Really? Yeah. Fade to grey, Steve Steve Strange. Yeah, yeah. He had an obsession in Teletubbies, I think. Oh, God. Steve Strange, you could do anything. I think Wayona Ryder. Winona, yeah. She was a a klepto as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they loved all that shit. But I didn't really buy into the Pete Burns, Boy Georgie thing. I didn't understand. I was too young to understand it. I saw them as very different though. Pete Burns got in trouble because he was wearing... He was wearing some jacket and he told everyone that was made out of gorilla fur... Oh, and then, and then, like everyone freaked out. And then it turns out it was actually made out of monkey fur. It wasn't gorilla, but it, the jacket he had, had on was made out of monkey fur. Oh no! Fucking hell! Well, let's play a bit of Pete Burns anyway, because he comes to mind with all this stuff, and yep. he's not alive anymore. God bless him. But mm. let's give him a go. Different because he was Stock Aiken and Waterman mm. and Boy George wasn't. Yes. So I found Georgie a bit more of an artist. Yeah, yeah. And he never complained. George never complained. No. He went through so much with that band, like with John Moss fucking around. Yeah. Him in love with John Moss and Pete Burns was also married allegedly to a woman. Oh, he was right up until 2006. Yeah, but I'm sure Steve Coy, they were having fucking... Parties at his oh house. yeah, all kinds of things were happening. Yeah, I all just kinds found of were 
Georgie a bit more authentic. But they stayed um, – uh, Pete and his wife were friends right up until his yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. But I – gone shopping for bras together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved all of that but I th- at the end of the day they're all unique yeah. and they've all done something that we yeah. wouldn't have had yeah. if they hadn't have done it, you know. What? See, Pete sort of, you know – by the end of it, he, he had that really sort of out there, ultra feminine. I'm not sure if he um, identified as trans or or what. Mm. You know, he had boobs and mm. and kind of presented as a woman. I'm not <laughs> sure. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how he every year. Yeah, I'm not sure how he sort of identified. He he. Um, I think it was before that time though. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We didn't even worry he, about he it. He wasn't always mm. that. You know, yeah. he wasn't always like a like a tranny dude, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he wasn't always that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. But um, um, what was I going to say about it? He Apparently he, he squandered a lot of his money um, on his lips. Like he, he used to get his lips done all the time and then had some kind of botched like fucking thing mm. and then had to chase it up in court to tr- to get them fixed. Yeah. And he burned up a lot of his fortune. Well, that's why he wore the eye patch because his nose fell off. <laughs> what? His nose, come, his nose came off. Really? And the eye patch used to take that attention away from yeah, his nose completely. He went to a botch job. Yeah. From what I remember mm. in Asia or something. Yeah. And they fucked his nose and it was sliding off his fucking face or oh. something fell off his face and I don't know. That's yeah. how the eye patch happened. He he um was a huge he had a bit of a renaissance because he was on Celebrity Big Brother mm. and he was just so funny. So funny and such a character. He's born in Cheshire. So he's got this sort of like uh, Liverpudlian accent, you know, this really kind of like Ringo style kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, sounds like a sounds like Thomas the Tank Engine kind of thing. Yeah. And um, he have, has this fantastic quote and I absolutely love it. You can lead a whore to culture but you can't make her think. Yeah, right. I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so clever, so witty. Yeah. But not the voice that you would expect, like, you know, he looks like, you know. But see, Marilyn used to have a go at George as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to go, you're a fucking nanny. And, you know, because George would give him money. Yeah. You know, so I think out of all three of them, George was the one that really made the most impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially worldwide. It must be difficult if you're like these people getting older. Because you can get away with a lot of this. Well, that's why they don't live for that long. Yeah, yeah. You can They'd get away with alive. a lot of this stuff like when you're young because you sort of – you're young and everybody's like – except when you sort of get a bit older, it's a little bit harder for people to swallow, you know, and a little bit harder for them to – Yeah. No, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the reality TV thing and him doing reality TV was that. You'd mm. never see George. I mean, even though in saying that he's done The Voice, but I love watching George on The Voice. Yeah, he's great. Because actually, he actually knows what he's talking about. Fuck, out of all those judges, as yeah, if you would go with you know, anyone else, mate. And, well, oh, look, I wouldn't either, but he's been around the longest. I, w- I would totally go for him straight away, yeah. like if I was one of those singers. Yeah, yeah. 
What are you going to go for, like, fucking Delta Goodrum over him? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You know? Yeah. Even Guy Sebastian. I mean, like, Guy can give, like, good sort of honest critique, but there's no way in hell. If you've come from a reality TV show, Mm. you're fucking not worth coming from. No. Because Guy's that guy in Danny Nong that didn't quite make the circuit and then he gets to go again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like his brother won the last one, didn't he? Where the fuck's he now? The biggest load of fucking shit you've ever seen. Like, I mean, yeah, great voice, but that isn't a package. But the thing with with his brother winning the show yeah. that the brother is yeah. one of the – come well, on. Well, Australia, didn't they vote for it? <sighs> it just stinks. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. The one because that Sheldon the competition have won that. was incredible. Sheldon was yes. like New Ways Boy George. Yes. Yeah. He so was incredible. much more interesting. Theatrical, amazing looking. Yeah. And and we're not gonna get like Sheldon's probably the first one I've ever looked at and gone, this is where these people came from. Yeah. And I found him interesting because I thought, okay, we haven't seen this happen in this generation. Mm. Where's this kid come from? He makes his own clothes. Yeah. He does his parents. Support him, blah blah blah. Yeah, I kind of thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if it went back to that? Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. then, of course, people just forgot him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's doing shows now, but mm. now it's RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're fucking doing theatre shows. That's it. Absolutely. And in fact, the theatre, the Tivoli have just put on um, the winner of RuPaul Drag Race. Ketamine. Ketamine. Yeah. Ketamine yeah. is just booked a tour at the Tivoli. Yeah, yeah. One of the nights. Yeah. And I liked Drag Race Down Under. I thought it was amazing. We'll go down to Geelong to the uh, piano bar and watch um, Art Simone pulling the balls at the uh, drag bingo. Is that what she? Is it Art Simone you see there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I saw her um, not long ago, just after she had uh, done the show. Because yeah. she went off the show and went back on again. Mm, which yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Best looking. On the show, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Most, most interesting, just yeah, didn't 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 sort of at the beginning wasn't getting it, and then did get it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I get worried about art that she's not as authentic as she makes out. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Like sort of, you know, coming coming from a very bogan. Well, she's brought up her family. Yeah, hasn't she? yeah, supporting yeah. the family. Yeah, you know, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, but those cool. are the way to go, baby. We'll look at more of these guys in a in a subsequent uh, yeah. episode because yeah, 80s really, you know, really was the the decade from sort of it did it did sort of like flow into the 90s as well. Um definitely with um with bands like the cure and so forth and but yeah we'll we'll chase this up in in a in another episode of misfits outcasts and vagabonds uh-oh. so there you go now if you now if you like the show please get your friends on board get them listening yeah there's a you know there's a subject for everyone you know you might want to direct them towards the NXS um, episode that we did a couple of weeks ago which charted quite Quite well around the world. So get them on board. Yeah, get them on board. Please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write us a little review. Just write us a love you note, you know, whatever, whatever. Fucking (laughs) get into it. Get involved. Become a subscriber. Follow us on whatever platform you can. 
Uh, none of this costs a thing, by the way, has an, a huge impact on our show and our ratings and so forth and gets the world word out there. Now, best thing you can do, of course, is become a patron um, on patreon.com slash the 80s montage podcast. The search engine on Patreon is not so great. Patreon, not so great. So if you were to type in the 80s montage, it may not come up. It may not come up. It may not come up. So it's patreon.com slash the 80s montage podcast. Absolutely. Just want to also let people know that the commercial hotel in South Morang tickets went on sale yesterday. Mm. It won't be yesterday when you hear this show because it's two weeks away. So, uh, yeah, you can get your tickets. They're probably sold out by now but give it a check out. You can always chase us on Facebook Rewind 80s Band, Instagram Rewind 80s Band and Twitter Rewind 80s Band. And Bandsdale is selling. Mm-hmm. We've sold about 120 tickets. Mm-hmm. It's still 10 weeks away. Get yep. your tickets for that. The ones yep. up the front have all gone. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Yep. That's my birthday. Ah, yes. Bandsdale. Great, so great. that'll oh, be cute. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Well, what else am I going to do? Sit yeah. At, oops, burpee. <laughs> Sit at home. Um, Bendigo is the 23rd of October. That's selling really well as well. Yeah. At the Capitol Theatre. Yeah, is it? And Brisbane, twenty <laughs> second of Jan, two thousand and twenty two. Great, yeah, fantastic. And then by this stage, I reckon the wedge will be on sale. The wedge is the nineteenth of Feb, two thousand and twenty two. Okay, cool. Which is in sale. Yeah, which we've yeah. done before. Brilliant. Yeah, sounds good. And anything else? The eighties montage dot com. Yeah. Well. We've said it once, we've said it before. <laughs> if it's music, mateys. Well, cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. 